Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and the Beer Store. Marinero, the sick podcast. We're talking NFL, the premier insider in the game from the NFL Network. Ian Rappaport, how you doing, bud? What's going on, man? How are you? It's all good. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, after seeing Taysom Hill throw four interceptions on Thursday Night Football, do you think he can be a legitimate quarterback in the National Football League? Yes or no and why? Uh, you know, it doesn't sound like it. And, you know, it's interesting because he got a big contract to get a four-year, $40 million contract that gives him $55 million in incentives if he becomes a quarterback, if he becomes a star quarterback, and if he becomes a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. And that's fine, and it was a big headline, and all that is great. It's just so far-fetched and hard to imagine that I'm not sure those numbers end up meaning anything. Um, we saw on Thursday night, Taysom will go out there, and, you know, there were times he looked good. Running the ball, certainly he looked good. He's a great athlete. The hurdle was a nice touch. But just as far as going out there, managing the game, keeping his offense on the field, not turning it over, he's got a ways to go. And then throw in the fact that, as I am told, the fear is he suffered a torn tendon in his finger, similar to what Russell Wilson suffered. You know, we'll see when he is out there again and whether he has surgery. I mean, there's a lot of questions, um, but I would not say it was a great night for Taysom Hill, no. So if you're looking for a guy to follow up on Drew Brees, it's not going to be him. Probably not going to be him. But. You know, the Saints, I would expect, look, they always swing big. Everything they do, they go for it, right? They go for it with trades. They go for it with free agents. They are not afraid to swing big. They're like the Rams. This is going to be an offseason where it's all going to be about the quarterbacks and who goes where and who gets traded and which team goes for which quarterback. And, you know, certainly I would expect the New Orleans Saints to be in that mix. Um, It would cost a lot of money. They'd have to do some salary cap things, which they are more than used to. you know, I would say, um, yeah, I would say the Saints are certainly going to be in the quarterback mix. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, Tua and the Dolphins, is there any way they get in? They're pretty hot. There, there is a way. And, you know, Tua, is, I don't know if Tua is going to be a top five quarterback, right? My guess is probably not. Although, look, Drew Brees has a lot of similar characteristics and he was more than a top five quarterback. So one of the best of all time, one of the best of all time. And I mean, Besides being left-handed, which is generally weird, no offense to left-handers, um, there, there are some similarities, right? Um, it's been interesting to see as the offensive line's got a little better and Tua's gotten like, just a little bit better and things have calmed, the Deshaun Watson stuff has stopped. He's looked pretty good. The team has looked pretty good. The defense is playing better. Like, Could they be a playoff team? Absolutely, they could be a playoff team. And they've won, I think, four in a row now, right? And Yeah. They are facing Mike Glennon and the Giants. I mean, that is a window of opportunity for the Miami Dolphins. For the five and seven Miami Dolphins. It's the sick yeah. podcast presented by Cherry River Heart Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and at the beer store. All right. Okay. Um, I want to talk to you about Adrian Peterson, who uh, was picked up by the Tennessee Titans after Derrick Henry went down. Then he was released. And now he's. With the Seattle Seahawks. How did yeah. he end up with the Seahawks? And do you see that working out? 
Yeah, well, you know, a couple of things here. First of all, it, it goes down to, you know, like Alex Collins has been kind of the starter there. Been okay on again, off again. He's been okay. Obviously, they, you know, signed big on Chris Carson for agency and their own guy, and he had a neck injury and is out for the season. So, you know, signing a 36-year-old running back is not exactly the thing you do when you have a team, you know, that is three and eight and does not look like it's going the right direction, but they still want to win. They still want to make the playoffs. They still want to make a run at it. They have always been competing. They have always been in win now mode. This kind of speaks to that. So we'll see what ends up happening, how much he has left. I would expect him to play on Sunday uh, and we'll see how well he plays and, and whether he shook off some of that rust uh, when he was with the Tennessee Titans. Two guys who have been in the news very, very often over the past couple of seasons. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of it hasn't been good. Odell Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown, one at a time. Let's start with Odell. What's his status on Sunday? Uh, I would describe it as up in the air. He's got a hip injury, uh, so he was limited on Wednesday and then didn't practice at all Thursday. That's a little alarming. So we'll see if he ends up practicing Friday and then what his status is for Sunday. They played the Jaguars, who are not good. So, you know, I would say it would make sense to rest him, but I do not get the sense it is a major injury. As far as Antonio Brown, yeah, um, he got he got caught. Um, he got caught. The NFL investigated. The NFLPA investigated. It was a joint investigation. He claimed that he was vaccinated, and they uncovered that he had misrepresented himself and misrepresented his vaccination status. So he gets a three game suspension now. You know because he's battling a foot injury, he's probably out two more games. Um, so. You know, really, it's it's two games plus the one more suspended. So it is what it is. But, you know, he got caught essentially saying he was vaccinated when he wasn't. He's vaccinated now, which is good, uh, but got the penalty for being, you know, for his status before. Antonio Brown is a former Pittsburgh Steeler, had his best moments with the Steelers. So speaking of which, I want to talk to you about a situation that's going on there. I think it was earlier in the week, Chase Claypool said something about making practice more fun. And I think he wanted more music involved in the practice. And I don't have Mike Tomlin's exact quote. Maybe you do, but I think it was about uh, Claypool can play his position and I decide on other things. And that's the way the division of labor goes. Uh, yeah. What did you make of his answer? Yeah, I think it was something like we're very comfortable with the division of labor, which yeah. look, if you want to great talk answer, about it, great answer. Um, Mike Tomlin's got a line for everything. It's almost like he was expecting it. Um, you know, I, I would say the Steelers have always been exceptionally good when they have to. Backs up against the wall. Everyone's talking about them. Everyone's writing them off. It's over. It's over. It's over. And they find a way to fight back. If that is the case, if history is the educator here, they should win Sunday. They should play well Sunday. So we'll see. Um, they have Baltimore's we'll number over the years. Yeah. And we'll see how different practice was. Maybe they got a little more physical, got a little more into it. You know, did they play music at practice to appease Chase Claypool? I don't think so. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, I, I mean, Tomlin's line was kind of funny and whatever, but he does listen to his players. So I would I would imagine he probably listened to them on some level, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, statistically, um, the best team in the AFC um, is the uh, Baltimore Ravens at 8-3, and three, right? Okay. Are they the best team in the AFC? I mean, I don't know about that. They're certainly not playing like the best. I mean, the Patriots are playing like the best team. 
the Chiefs are playing like maybe the other best team. Now it's probably and look, this you know this year is weird and whatever, but like it is possible it comes down to the teams that always does, which is the Chiefs and the Patriots. So, um, and I think the Patriots are getting better. You know, they kind of remind me of early, early Roethlisberger Steelers, where they're so sound on defense, they can run the heck out of the ball, and they got a quarterback that can play well enough and not make mistakes. Like that is enough, right? I mean, if you could run the ball well in the playoffs when it's cold, that is enough. Um, and then, you know, the Chiefs have sort of figured themselves out again. We'll see if they keep going in this direction. But they got to be happy with some of the positive signs that they have seen in Kansas City as well. Statistically, in the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals are the best team. Are they? I think probably, yeah. Now, you know, going out and when they got Cole McCoy quarterback and they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, they went two and one. That is fantastic. And they had COVID issues and that, I mean, they had all sorts of things. So, um they really impressed me. Like, and that's, that's the kind of thing that to me, you sort of need to, you need to find out about a team is like when it's not all there, when you have injuries or adversity or whatever, do you kind of shrink back or how do you respond? And they responded great. Like they looked really good. So, um, you know, they've sort of been pretenders. I would think the last couple of years, I don't think we could say that about them this year and, you know, probably get Kyle Murray back this week. Uh, certainly that will help as well. So, Ian, I know we have a ways to go, but think of this for a second, all right? Okay. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champs, are statistically the third best team in the NFC. Okay. The New England Patriots, who have won six games in a row, are statistically the second best team in the AFC. Could you imagine if Brady ends up in the Super Bowl versus Belichick? The ratings are going to go through the roof. That's what we want, right? I mean, isn't that best-case scenario just for us humans? Just oh. to watch these two guys just go head to head. I mean, that's, you know, that's Think about the it. what stuff. a story if Brady beats Belichick and what a story if Belichick beats Brady, what a story if Mac Jones beats Brady, what a story I mean, if Gronk beats the Patriots. Well, a story either way. Now, you know, what's kind of funny is like, you know, it is possible because that would be a high profile matchup. Both sides would be like clamped up and not saying anything. And it'd be like a very demure yeah. Super Bowl week, but, um, I think that, to me, that would be the most fun matchup. It would be I mean, amazing. Just, All right, As I, far as the actual game, that would be the most fun. If you like to get Brady's jersey with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Mac Jones with the New England Patriots or any player, any football team, actually any sport or any athlete, you can go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our sick merchandise as well. Use code SICKMERCH. And you get, uh, or uh, or for our sick merchandise, use code SICK15, pardon me, for 15% off on all of their items. Okay, in ending, uh, I think you weighed in on what the Ravens and the Steelers might look like. I want to give you a couple of games here. Tell me who you got and why. Okay. Ready? Chargers, Bengals. Uh, Chargers, I think they find a way to be more efficient on offense and, and throw it downfield. Uh, Washington, Raiders. Washington, I think they continue their march, play well on all side, on all uh, all phases. Raiders popped up last week, but I'm not sure they have it in them. Do the 49ers continue their march? They've won three in a row, and they take on the Seattle Seahawks, who have lost three in a row. Uh, no, I think the Seahawks probably bounce back. I mean, they're due for a good performance. You know, Russ is going to play well at some point, so we'll see what happens there. But I think Seahawks. In ending, I have this one circled on my calendar for sure. The eight and four New England Patriots on top of the AFC East versus the seven and four Buffalo Bills just behind them. Who wins this game of the year in the AFC East, and why? Uh, 
I think Bills win to reassert themselves as the dominant team in the East. It is an ugly, snowy, freezing game. Um, and I think they don't care and throw the ball over the place and win. Thank you so much. We'll do it again next week, bud. All right. Look forward to it, man. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Enjoy your football. Now time for some uh, bets. Try and make some money here. Money. Money, 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 money. Money, 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 Bring in my buddy Cash. There he is. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. I'm good. We had another great week uh, on the show last week. I'm looking to do it again. All right. Who you got? All right. Uh, straight right away, guys. Everyone saw Lamar Jackson throw four picks. I'm a little bit worried about the guy, but here's the thing. Everyone else saw the Steelers get blown out by, I don't know, 40 points by the Bengals. That was another ugly game. Guys, Ravens-Steelers, this is always a tight match, always a tough game. Give me the Steelers, guys, plus four and a half. This matchup hardly ever goes past seven points. That means these games are usually, the winners are usually only winners by four to seven points over 90% of the time, guys. Blowups don't happen in these games. I like the Steelers' defense to bounce back. I think they're going to pick off Lamar Jackson quite a few more times. Give me the Steelers plus four and a half. I'm wearing the hat again. Guys, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you guys. People ask me all the time, people watching the show. I have a question for you. When you keep telling people you're going to be honest with them, does that mean you usually lie to them most of the time? Or what's your story here? Like, you, you know, you keep telling me you're going to be honest with me. I'm starting to think you were lying to me before. Here, here's the thing, Tony. When I say I'm going to be honest, I'm being honest because I don't think many people are going to like the pick, but I don't care because I got it. Oh, I got it. All right. All right. So, guys, I have the hat on again, and people ask me all the time, is that your favorite team? No, San Francisco is not my favorite team as a sports better. I do not have a favorite team. I just think this team is incredibly underrated in the marketplace. Minus three against the Seahawks. I hate to do it, but I got to go against Ian. I have to, guys. The Seahawks, the 49ers are trending upwards. I think they can blow the Seahawks out. Debo Samuel's out of the game. It's not really an issue for me. I still think they're going to cover the number. I expect a massive win for the 49ers. Lastly, guys, Sunday night football. Broncos, Chiefs. I was surprised when I saw the ticket count on this. I thought everyone would be on the Chiefs like they usually are. They're not. 70% of the tickets are on the Broncos, which scared me a little bit, but I got to go with my gut, and I'm going to fire on the Broncos, guys. I have a key stat for you guys, something that's extremely important to covering big numbers. So they're nine-and-a-half-point underdogs, right? Well, the Broncos, three years in a row. It's the first time it's ever been done in NFL history. For three years in a row, they have the best red zone defense. They make other teams kick field goals. Guys, the Chiefs already, their red zone offense hasn't been that great all year. Combine that with the Broncos' red zone defense. The Broncos are just going to need, in my opinion, two touchdowns, maybe two touchdowns and a field goal. They'll be able to cover this number. I also like the under 47.5. I really like the Broncos plus 9.5. Get it all booked up. I'm going 3-0 this weekend. All right, so there you have it. There's my buddy Cash. His handles at Run My Bets. He likes the Pittsburgh Steelers. He likes the San Francisco 49ers. He likes the Denver Broncos and also likes the under in the Broncos game. We'll talk to you next time, my man. You take it easy. Sounds good. All right, that's it for NFL Talk. Enjoy your football. I'm Marinero, the Sick Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast. Is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocer and the Beer Store.